Wait, the delay? We're on air? We're on air. Guys, welcome back to Every Gay Sex, Season 3, Episode 6, here with Stell and Sarah. And joining them today is me, uh, Nick Burden, your mom's favorite comedian. And uh, I am here to uh, be yet another straight white male to ride my hot takes on sex. Welcome. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> welcome, Nick. We're super happy to have you here. <laughs> Um, Frank, love you, Nick. So glad I finally got you on the pod. I know we've been talking about it for a hot take. Um, for those of you who do not know Nick, we're here. Nick is a good friend of mine. Um, funny enough, Nick's career started off as a bet in 2013, soon led to become a touring legend and touring every province in Canada and also eight countries abroad. His style has been described as freestyle yelling. <laughs> and sure he is, is now the co-owner and co-founder of the incredible Laugh Lounge here in Ottawa. So welcome. I'm here. Sunday. Here. I'm not even watching football. I'm just here talking about <laughs> penises and vaginas. This is a big deal. Yeah. Not at church. Not at church. I don't want yeah, people I... to say that I am for the boys, but I am also for the girls. Yeah. <laughs> And I'd like, to mention, I'd like to mention that Nick is wearing a shirt that says sex, drugs, and lobster rolls. So for those of you who, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it right now, right, right big in the center. And if you're just listening, then I just wanted everybody to know that that's the, like, just, just set the scene of what we're yeah. doing. Okay. This is my podcast shirt from now on. Yes. <laughs> amazing we love that we love that you can be your first one there to like have that shirt on yeah this is a big milestone for all of us amazing amazing all right sarah how do you feel about this how do you feel about having a straight white male on <laughs> um good i feel good i i still and i bring back any trauma or anything yes yes <laughs> yes but Stella and I chatted about this this morning and talking about like what topics we would cover and stuff. And I said like a lot of our listeners are straight women, so mm-hmm. you're gonna appeal to the better part of our crowd. So well, they haven't heard what comes out of my mouth yet. Let's not tamp <laughs> our chin before they hot, you know. <laughs> Amazing. So let's just friggin' let's just hop right into it. Um, let's talk about your career, Nick. Like, tell us about yourself. Well, I like long walks on the beach. I'm a textbook Sagittarius, you know. No, um, yeah, I uh, like I yeah, like you said in my uh, intro, I did start stand up comedy off of a bet. I was mm-hmm. bet hundred dollars by my now rival club owner that <laughs> I used to be employed by. Uh, bet me a hundred bucks couldn't go up on amateur night and um, make people laugh. So that tapped into my competitive ego, obviously for the boys, super competitive. Um, went up, crushed, took a hundred bucks in front of everybody. He didn't like that very much. Um, and honestly, uh, usually when people go on stage the first time, they get what's called catching the bug, uh, which is uh, described to, which is weirdly enough, they describe it as the first time you do heroin. You're just like catching that high that you got from like the endorphins you felt from the first time. I did not get that. I was like, 
all right, cool. Like bucket. I was honestly like, Hey, sick, a hundred bucks. Like let's go to the bar, you know? Um, but funny enough, and it kind of relates to this podcast. There was a large number of ladies that came up and talked to me after the show. So I was like, Oh, <laughs> this could be beneficial, you know? Yeah. Um, but, and it wasn't until about my second or third year in that I was like, you know what? I would like to never uh, bartend or do construction ever again. I should just tell dick jokes and hopefully get paid for it and pay rent. And then I did that largely for a number of years until a thing called COVID uh, ruined my life. Mm. And then for a short while, I had to suck at the teat of Daddy Trudeau. Um, and then post COVID, um, my business partner approached me with the idea of putting together a comedy club in the Byron market. So now I am, uh, a double-edged sword. I still, uh, am a touring comedian, but I also, uh, facilitate laughter to the masses in Ottawa every week. Laugh Lounge Ottawa. Hashtag Woo! winning. <laughs> you know? It's actually an incredible place. Actually, yesterday I was working and there was a couple who were wearing Sens jerseys. And I was like, oh, are you guys going to the Sens game? And they're like, actually, no, we're going to a comedy show right over here. I was like, oh, the Laugh Lounge? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, great fucking place. Owner sucks, though. Like, <laughs> uh, Yeah, accurate. And if they went uh, if they went this weekend, they got to see Danny Martinello, uh, one, of, one of the best comics in Canada, hands down. And we are losing him to New York in a couple months. So I was so happy that we had him. And I can... I will bet the $100 that I made doing stand-up comedy the first time that they had a good time because that um, is probably one of the best performers that this country will ever produce. Amazing. That's so cool. Yeah, they said that they were going to go see it last night, and they, so I'm guessing they had a fucking incredible time. For sure. Amazing. So I guess comedy is your life. Is that something – is that what you're passionate about? thousand percent. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously it's funny. Like one of the, one of the things that a lot of more like seasoned comics will tell you. Um, and I actually do like, this is my gospel. Um, you definitely need things outside of comedy in your life. There's actually a mm -hmm. lot of comics that I know that they just eat, sleep, breathe comedy. And it's uh, super toxic because it's mm -hmm. a, um, it's a, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is a horrific industry to be a part of. It is really? a very like uh, malicious and like dog eat dog type of world. You deal with a lot of disappointment. You deal with a lot of rejection. Um, it is really hard to uh, find relationships being a performer as well. It's not like I, I'm a nice person, but it's not easy to date a performer and that I fully own. Um, mm. But yeah, no, you definitely need things outside of... Uh, uh, outside of comedy, I have numerous things like that, mostly okay. just playing soccer so that I don't become incredibly fat and, um, <laughs> travel, travel's my big thing. Just got my new 10 year passport. Woo! Just um, in time for my birthday. I'm going to start uh, knocking some continents off my scratch map. That's my, <laughs> that's my white girl quality. I have a scratch map. It's one of the only things in my bedroom on the wall. I like my scratch map. Okay. It gives me <laughs> endorphins every time. The other, it was like a couple months ago, got to scratch Portugal off the list, feeling good about it. That's amazing. That's so sick. I love that. And so you were saying, though, that this industry is pretty vicious, eh? A thousand percent. 
it's yeah, uh, what about it? Like, it, what about it is like toxic? Yeah, like, um, give us more on that. Okay, so for like a couple examples, so I opened up a comedy club post COVID when there was already two comedy clubs. Um, as soon as that happened, the two rival uh, club owners like obviously didn't like that. So there's like a huge uh, political game to it where they're like, well, I'm not going to work you at my club if you're going to do this fancy new club. So it's it's shitty in the sense that like uh, we should just be getting as much stage time as possible and, you know, building our craft and said you have people that are in positions of power. That's what it is. It's people in positions of power. Um, you know, that are kind of trying to dictate what people do. You hear a lot of stories uh, like here and in different cities of like gatekeepers, you know, like if somebody just doesn't like this comic, they just don't give them stage time. You hear really bad stories. I feel really bad for female comics in the industry because there's a lot of comics that get like creeped on and like, you know, like people get put on shows and then they try and like fuck the master and it's like, buddy, I'm just trying to tell my jokes. Like we need a loan, you know? And yeah. then you deal with, uh, you deal with a lot of uh, two-faced people, you know, like, uh, I'm uh, I'm very much like uh, like a no new friends type of person. Like I'm a very social person, but I'm very um, apprehensive of new people in the industry, uh, just because like a lot of people uh, would just maybe like what I have to offer them more so than just like a, a friendship. You know what I mean? So like mm -hmm. like oh, I'm gonna be nice to Nick Burden because he uh, books this comedy club and I want to go there, not, hey, this is, like, a nice person. So I'm, like, one of those, like, mean Rottweilers. I gotta, like, smell your hand first before I trust you, you know? Yeah, so that's, uh, that, and, like, that that probably is the only part of comedy that that weighs on me now. Um, it, it The longer you are in it, you learn to have just thick skin. Uh, so I would say just like not knowing if people are genuine or not would probably be the only uh, mental aspect of it um, that that kind of bugs me from time to time. Um, but everything but everything else, like, you know, you're not in it for the money. You're in it because you love it. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a good way to put it. That's awesome. And I have another question. Um, how do you this is kind of on that topic, kind of not. Uh, how do you. OK, so when you have shows and things are going wrong in your life, like your personal life and you're having a shit day, how do you get on stage and still make people laugh and be in a good mood? Like you, that your career is not one that you can sulk and like visibly be upset. Like if you're yeah, having the yeah. worst day of your life, but you still have to get on stage and make people laugh. Like, how do you do that? Um, I think every comic would have a different answer. Some some comics, it's just like, no. Like, I know comics who are some of the funniest people uh, that I've seen, but if they are not in a good place mentally, they'll just, like, I'm just going to cancel these gigs and I'll return to the stage when I'm feeling better. Uh, myself, um, therapy is expensive. So me being able to jump on stage, like, when... You know, like when I have a bad day and like over the last like a uh, couple months, I've had like a lot of uh, just like personal and like professional uh, problems. And the very first time I went on stage after, you know, going through certain things, like as soon as I got off stage, I was like, oh, my God, I feel 10 times better. You're just mm -hmm. kind of for me, it's a release. You know, I like yeah. will. I take up so many things on my shoulders, and then when I go on stage, I I'm 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 cleansing myself of negative energy, you know, um, and that that 
like when you look at like what your calling is that to me is my calling my my purpose in life is to bring joy to people uh through laughter i mean unless you're super offended by everything and you don't like anything i have to say and in which case i say maybe try paint night you know like i, I don't know <laughs> i don't know what to tell you <laughs> yeah. paint night. that's fucking great oh i love those that's awesome so i guess comedy is your life but did you ever like do you have a backup plan like do you ever think this isn't going to work out and if not what would you do um no i well i mean like i almost wouldn't even classify myself as a comedian i would more so classify myself as an entertainer um because there are a lot of different uh things that like i've as far as entertainment goes i'm very much a jack of all trades so you know, like I'm on the performing side of comedy. If uh, that doesn't work out, I'm on the business side of comedy. And if that doesn't work out, um, I'm also an actor. Uh, I also MC events, charity, um, you know. Um, I don't, as long as I am performing in some aspect, which I comfortably feel I can do for the rest of my life. Mm. But I do think about that, you know, like we're in Ottawa and we're such a like, beta government town but like everybody has all these like sick benefits and like pensions and stuff and i'm like ooh, 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 you know and i'm like picturing me like am i still gonna be wearing like a backwards hat when i'm like 60 years old being like sup dudes like you know i think i do think like yeah at what point because obviously like going through the grind and stuff and even to this day like when i'm traveling around like europe and stuff doing shows like i'm not like I better be in like a five star hotel. Like no, sometimes I'm just crashing on a couch and like, and I'm I'm fine with that. But yeah. at what point in my life will I be like, dude, I can't do this anymore? You know, mm-hmm. I think it'll take a while, truthfully, because uh, because I am such a travel bug, mm-hmm. and I will always want to use comedy to bring myself to places that I've never been to before. Um, like if you ask a lot of comedians, a lot of them be like, I want to sell out theaters. I want a Netflix special. I want to do this. I want to do that. Like, that's great. Um, but for me, a world tour would be the ultimate, uh, sense of accomplishment for me. If I could just like, I don't know, like two, three, four years, however long it takes down the line, let's say like before 40, if I could just do every continent in like a three, like just live out of a suitcase just to say you did it, you know, like that would be sick. That's so that being said, my birthday is next Friday. So now I have six years to do that. I'm putting a time limit on it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. It's for real. You gotta Dude, I have honestly. Sorry. Uh, I, I have a question. Um, just be that sparked from the uh comment about a Netflix special. What do you think about Matt Reif? Oh, you gotta talk about the pretty boy, eh? Yeah, that's he's, nice. he's a hot um, topic right now. He's a hot man. That's a hot topic. Okay. About that. Then that's, I'm going to get into that. So I actually am not up to date with like who's popular and famous. People ask me all the time. They're like, who's your favorite comedian? And I'm like, honestly, no one you've ever met because my favorite comedian is the guy I just headlined last weekend. It's the guy that I just toured with. And you know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't watch stand up on television i think it's horrific like yeah. it's live comedy is the goat and you get all of these 
uh, famous comics. Like I ask people all the time, like there's people that come to Laugh Lounge and they're like, yeah, the show is great. But if like a famous comic is in town, they'll fork up the $100 and go see, you know, like a Tom Segura or a, or a Bill Burr in a in an arena. And and, and I was like, how was it? And they're like, honestly, like it wasn't that great because it's in an arena. Like uh, there's a certain, and that's the, that's the thing with comedy. Like you get to a certain level where like, yeah, you kind of outgrow certain venues, but then it's just about making money. And then you have a lot of these like bigger comics that are just pumping out material because they know their name is going to sell 20,000 tickets. And yeah, you get it. You get accustomed to a certain lifestyle and those Benjamins need to keep coming in. Um, so, okay. Matt Rice. I don't know a ton about him just from like what I've heard. Um, I think it's really funny seeing comics giving their hot takes on it. Like anyone asked for them, like who cares? Like shut up. Um, okay, so he's the pretty boy, and he would do a lot of crowd work, uh, and his fan base was mostly women, and I guess he got upset that his fan base is mostly women, and then he went and opened uh, his set about, like, a domestic violence joke, and now everybody's upset. Okay, so that's, okay, so I, I have not been misinformed. Okay. Yeah, um, but, but, and then, I think, and then, go ahead, go ahead, and then he said he was sorry and if people wanted an apology then they could click a link to the apology and it was actually a link to a website of autistic helmets yeah oh okay i'm not gonna lie that's kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> like yeah man like people get offended you know what i mean like uh comedy brings out uh different emotions in different people depending on what it is comedy is subjective you know like people that would get offended by what he said um you know maybe that's just not for them um i am of and i will die on this hill and people get mad at me for saying it anything can be funny any topic it doesn't matter there are there is a time and a place uh it needs to be delivered professionally without hate uh but any topic there is obviously i do believe in too soon there is definitely a too soon but any topic can be talked about like I don't think there was comedians in like 1946 being like, oh, it's the deal with Hitler. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's, there, there is a time and a place for everything. Um, and going, going, so going back to the Matt Wright thing, um, that link to the apology, I'm sorry, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Calling people up. So I don't agree with him in the sense that you're, you're mad because a bunch of hot girls like your comedy, like get over mm -hmm. yourself. But then I found out, okay, is it true that he got a bunch of like work done? Like he like altered About his like a pen. That see that's cringe. So like <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna basically chirp your whole fan base, but then also spend money to like appeal to them more, but then also chirp them, and also like you're one of the only male comedians out there that has like this crazy uh, female following, like buddy you should be relishing i would love that if i had just a million girls in every city that wanted to see me how is that not you just want to appeal to other straight white guys like every other like straight what like to me that is cringe getting the work done when you were already like a hot dude like I, that's that's and i know this is about like sex whatever like to me that actually is my least favorite thing about um women today is the work that is getting done I I am a huge fan of just like oh natural. Mm -hmm. I don't need eyelash extensions and lip injections. Lip injections kill me, bro. You look like you got punched in the face. Doesn't make sense. And then yeah. you know like the like I get the fucking get your nails done and get a tan and like do your hair and stuff. But like 
the the body modifications is crazy. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't need a new bot. You don't need new tits. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy to me. Yeah. We're getting off topic because you're just no, you're no, 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 all these things in me right now. <laughs> this is it's about right. We're we're all just kind of winging it during it. So this is great. Oh man, Matt Right. And you know what? I really like. I remember actually you, you mentioned something. It was really funny though because I remember one of the first times I saw you. Who did I go to this comedy show with? I don't even remember. I think it actually might have been. Actually, no, I don't think it was my ex. But one the girls, just one of the girls. Whoever. One of the girls. Just one of the girls watching one of the boys on stage. This is like before I met you, though, and I had only known you because you were dating someone I was I used to be with. And oh, wait, 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 sister. We are, we are asking that. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. realization on a podcast. Body, we're fucked. Okay, but here's the thing. If you're two dudes and you smash the same person, you're Eskimo brothers. If you're uh, two chicks and you smash the same guy, you're Eskimo sisters. But if it's a girl, okay, we have to come up with that right now. <laughs> we're not going to name names, but we're going to come up. What is it? It. Fuck, are we going to get canceled because we said Eskimo? Like, you know what I mean? There's so many things <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> okay, because I've heard... Uh, and I also love metaphors and euphemisms for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like tunnel buddies. That's hilarious. Tunnel buddy. Yeah. Tunnel buddies is great. You know, <laughs> so we could use, we could use that same euphemism if we both explored the same tunnel. Um, <laughs> maybe we could shoot a bit. <laughs> hey man, you brought it up, not me. You know what I mean. I'm just going with the flow here. I guess. I guess. I guess you could say we are tunnel buddy. Because yeah, you can't. You can't say uh, brothers or sister. We need to be. Can't. We can't misgender our tunnel buddiness. You know. Gotta be careful. <laughs> right. You're right. So, gotta be careful out in 2024. You're right. You're right. Um. Oh, Sarah, just ask me. <laughs> I will text you and tell you. Okay, wait. So um, you guys, okay, wait. I just, wanna, I just want to recap. You guys fucked the same girl. Yes. Do Nick? Do you I know used who to is right now? date? I used to date that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Like, well, we live in Ottawa. Everybody, yeah, literally everybody. And, and so, okay. and this is my again. This is another one of my uh, dating pet peeves. And I'm like recently single, and I know this is going to be a problem. I don't understand how people get upset um, when, like, you people find out that you've, like, when you when you strip it down to its bare bones, people literally get upset that you had a life before them. That is the most wildest thing to me. You know, like you guys, you you know, you have sex with girls, and then you have sex with guys or girls. I don't know what what your sexual orientation is, but like. It's it's actually so insane to me when people start like asking questions. Like, if you ask me questions, I'm gonna tell no lies. But just don't be upset at what the answer is. Like when someone yeah. was like, uh, uh, "What what's your kill count? What's your body count?" And then I'm like, "I don't know." And they're like, "What do you mean you don't know?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I'm not. I know I look like a guy that just like every time I fuck a girl, I put another notch in my headboard. Like <laughs> yeah, another one. Like, but no, bro. Like I I." I just I don't know my count and and that upset this person and I was like okay so I guess this is not a thing or 
or if uh, if someone were to like not maybe you're perfectly compatible with somebody but they don't want to date you because like you banged their friend or you banged somebody that's friends with their ex and it's like your insecurities are potentially um, negating you out of a fruitful relationship and that is silly in my humble opinion <laughs> yes that's honestly very fair and you know what I remember that I was gonna see you perform at I'm pretty sure it was you yeah I'm pretty sure you were there at the Dom once oh my god that was a rowdy show I remember was, I don't, I've I only performed I've only performed and like I was perfect for that show because I talked to the crowd a lot and that yeah. crowd was unruly it's I always love doing comedy in bars that don't normally have comedy so you just get all the riffraff that just normally goes there and i was like buddy this is my bread and butter like doing comedy well, man like some of the funniest venues will ever perform at like one of my favorite shows of all time was in an absolute armpit of ontario matheson ontario it's like north of timmins 300 people in a curling club it was the fucking best yeah his fucking course. show actually funny funny story sarah's from Tim timmins yeah Okay, so you got out. Good for you. Have, um, you, have you performed in Timmins? Ever? Oh, yes, I have. And Where? I made a large mistake in Timmins. Um, I made the mistake of making fun of Shania Twain in her hometown, and the crowd fucking lost it on me. Um, uh, so where in Timmins have I performed? Where? What is the the last time I was there? Was at? It's like it's mostly like a. I think it's like a rock bar. Um, oh. Honestly, I get pretty buckled every time I go to Timmins. I do not remember. <laughs> yeah. But usually when I go there, I do all the town. So I'll do Timmins, Iroquois Falls, Matheson, or like wherever, uh, whatever's near there. Um, Timmins, the very first time I performed there was at the Dante Club. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do. I do remember that because <laughs> it was specifically what I said. I was like, I got on stage and I just dug myself a grave immediately. It took me like 10 minutes to win them back. Like they were not having it. I was like... Yeah, good to be here at the uh, Dante Club. I was like, uh, Dante, that's a funny name for a venue in a town full of white folks. I'm like, guys, who's Dante? Is that the CFL player that took Shania Twain's virginity? And they were like, like, they were not happy. And I'm like, uh, these are jokes, but uh, clearly I can't talk about the queen of fucking Timmins. Also, side note, I'm not even lying to you. My answer has never changed. Um... If I could have sex with anyone in the world, it would be Shania Twain. And nobody even believe. No, nobody believes me. Nobody believes me. They're like, bro, you're not going to say like fucking, uh, I don't know, who's hot that everybody's upset. That's the thing. I'm not a Megan, sheep. Okay? Like Megan Fox. I was going to say Margot Robbie. Oh, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Yeah. That's who I was trying. Yeah, Margot Robbie. Megan, okay, Megan Fox is hot, but like, <laughs> body, the drinking the blood thing, like, it is proof that you could be an absolute nut bar, and as long as you're hot, nobody will care. Like, that is, that's the world that we're in right now. That's very sad. But no, yep. my answer does not change. And I had this conversation, like, when it was just, like, me and the boys, and they're like, yeah, anybody. It, like, doesn't matter. Like, you just, anybody in the world. I'm like, And they were mad at me that I said Shania Twain. What's wrong with that? If I, I love that. Like, if I like older ladies, then let me be, dude. Trust me, dude. Like, I'm a... I'm a MILF enthusiast. I like my yummy mommies. Fucking hate kids. Yummy mommies. I love moms. Yummy mommies, dude. 
I as well. love that. That is a point of contention with me. It, 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 how much I hate kids and how much I love moms. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. I don't I don't get it. And maybe that's like, like a, underlying issues there. <laughs> oh, I think maybe that's like maybe I have like sexual trauma because like I hate kids. So maybe I want to have sex with moms because I'm like, what you did? Like, you know what I, I don't know. Maybe that maybe I don't know. <laughs> People are like, this man is unhinged. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Wait, NK, I'm going to am I able to like overshare? Yes. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah, you're on Please. immediately. Eh? Yeah. Okay. So I think there's a, a reason why I like Shania Twain, and it's like a super embarrassing story, but it's kind of it's kind of funny and like whatever. I don't shit. So my parents are from the East Coast, and we would drive to fucking Nova Scotia every summer to go hang out at like our grandparents' cottage. So that's like me, my mom, my dad, my brother, and my sister all piling into a sweaty Ford Windstar and driving whatever, like, I think we would like drive to New Brunswick, hang out with people and then make, anyways, it's a long car ride is what I'm saying. And this was back in the day of CDs and there was only three CDs in the Windstar, okay? Mom and dad's choice. This is what we had to listen to on repeat over and over again. The Beach Boys, The Nylons, and Shania Twain. Now, Shania Twain goes on. I'm a tired guy, you know, I doze off. I had a dream that I had sex with Shania Twain in a bathtub. And I <laughs> woke up. I woke up and I had jizzed all in my sweatpants, like caked, like an un. Think of the biggest load. Think of the biggest load that you've ever seen in your life. Like times that by two. Don't cover your face. Look at me. Anyways, um, <laughs> but yeah, no. And like I'm caked in jizz, and this is the first time this has ever happened to me. And I'm in a car with my fucking family. Yeah. So theoretically, I should be scarred by Shania Twain, but I'm not. That just made you honor more. <laughs> Oh yeah, fuck man. And I, I'm not on TikTok, but somebody sent me a TikTok of Shania Twain. Dude, she's gotta be pushing like what 60 now? Probably. Whoo, is... She can get it. She can get it, dude. That is one of the funniest stories I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I should probably be talking about it on stage. I just don't know how do you get I feel like I just tell that story and people are like, that's disgusting, or they laugh. Like, you know what I mean? You know what? Um, well, we're going to plug a show at the end of the podcast and, um, all of your lists. Well, fuck, that's kind of redundant because all your listeners just heard it right now. And then they would hear me do it again. All right. I shot my foot myself in the foot on that one. That's fine. I, I promise my promise to both of you is I will start to tell that story on stage more. Amazing. Honestly, yeah. a lot of our listeners are from like a lot of different countries. Like, uh, a majority of our listeners, like the majority of our listeners are from the States. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so, and, like, from, like, Australia, like, New, New Zealand. Zealand, Germany, like, we have tons of, like, everywhere, so. Hey, girls are getting their steps in on the podcast. You like uh, to see it. It's I know, right? Up, dude. Um, I just want to go back to our tunnel buddies for a second. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking tunnel buddies for life, bro. So, that show was the first time I ever saw you perform, and I had known mm -hmm. about you because, obviously... You were, I think you might have been dating them at that point, or maybe you were like, I don't know. And I remember going to the show, and I was like, oh, fucking Nick Burden, like oh, I don't like the guy. I was like, oh, like I don't like him because exactly what you said. Because I was like, oh, he's fucking like someone I was just I was just with, like oh, fuck this guy. 
And I just like was, I was in such a crummy mood to see you perform. And I hate you even more because you're so fucking funny and I didn't want to laugh. And I was like, fuck, oh. this guy's funny. And I was like, fuck, I hate him. And, I, and, then, and I told you a couple of weeks ago when we were, we were sitting in Senate, and I was like, man, when I first met you, I fucking couldn't stand you. I was like, just a one for the boys kind of douche. And then I was you like, represent everything you hate in men. <laughs> Are you? And I was like, fuck, I actually Are love this guy. To- Carter, you expected you to come up to me and be like, "You are the reason I'm a lesbian." Is guys like you, like, <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, well, since we brought it up, we are now going to uh, come up next time I see you in person. We're going to get our own secret handshake. It's our tunnel buddy handshake. We have to do it every time we see each oh, other. I actually have ideas already. Okay, well, this is this will be discussed at a later time, probably at the Senate, and we'll oh. um, we will we will audition it. That is so fucking fun. Fucking ain't you, bro? It actually usually so happens with most of the like men in my life that I I actually really really love is usually that I didn't like them at first, and then we become insanely good buddies. So you it, you uh you. You like the guys that are able to uh, crawl over your wall of resentment towards them. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, literally. So same I with like Walshi. Same with Dan, my best friend. Like, I couldn't stand the guy. Like, I was like, a fucking douchey hockey bro. Hate this guy. Who is he coming into this place thinking he can run this place? And then one day while we were working at Warehouse, he was on the upstairs patio. I was on the downstairs patio. And he said something to me, I forget what, but I was like, oh yeah, like I'll just go fuck myself then. And he just lost it. He was crying, laughing, and then it made me laugh. And I was like, okay, maybe I like this guy because he thinks I'm funny. <laughs> yeah. Walsh is definitely for the boys. He is for the boys. He is a real, like, live or die the boys. Certified lad. Certified, Certified lad. lad amazing um fuck that's funny holy moly okay so now that we're on the topic of tunnel buddies and sex let's talk about sex so yay let's start with wait okay so sarah you can start with the roots let's start with the roots the roots okay okay wait am i am i uh okay sure we'll start from the beginning of time (laughs) When you were growing up, was sex an open conversation in your household? As well, a string okay, no. No. No, bro. My parents wouldn't even let me watch Family Guy, okay? Like, bro, strict household. And you know what? My brother and my sister better fucking counting their blessings because I paved the way for them to get away with murder, bro. In wow. high school, my brother and sister were allowed to have sleepovers, like, at the house. Like, you're, like, just basically admitting that you're children are rinsing in your house i had to like sneak out like a weird horny bandit you know what i mean (laughs) sex was sex was definitely uh yeah it was like not discussed at all i can't remember a conversation um that i had with my like dad or like my mom about like growing up at least you know what i mean Mm -hmm. uh, and i i taught like me and my parents have like a super good relationship like um when i was growing up i was like a very like rebellious i have a problem with authority so like you're fucked as a parent you know um but yeah like the more they tried to shelter me the more like abrasive that i got um 
but uh i do have some like very hilarious uh like memories of like growing up and like you know be becoming a man like you know like hitting puberty and like yeah. being getting into like exploring your sexuality whatever at like a young age and this is also like how dumb i am um because there was a day where my parents sat me down i was probably in like grade 10 and they sat me down and they were like nicholas there is an awful lot of pornography on our family computer and hey and honest to god this is how dumb i am i thought that i had covered my tracks perfectly my dumb brain in grade 10 thought that if you typed in google and then googled porn if they look at the search history, it's just google it's oh nothing else so in my head so like they sit me down and i'm having a an internal panic attack where i'm like how the fuck do they know i took every precaution you know and i'm like i literally for a split second I'm like my parents are secret agents they work for csis they fucking they they know everything and then obviously i'm just lying through my teeth i'm like well you know like sometimes i have friends over and maybe they typed the fucking milf anal squirting i don't find you know what i mean like i don't i i don't know I have no idea what you're talking about, mom and dad. How dare you insinuate that? You know what I mean? And then, funny enough, the first time that I ever discovered uh, porn was with my best friend, my friend Liam, me and him. I've known him for mm -hmm. 32 years. How many people can you say you've known for 32 years and you're still friends? Not very many. Anyways, so remember? I don't know, like, how old you you two are, but, like, were, were you part of, like, were you were you part of, like, the Morpheus and, like, LimeWire and, like, Kazaa oh, generation? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. So me and Buddy just love our big thing. It was like the flavor of the week uh, was downloading hockey fights. That sounds so hetero. That's so funny though. Uh, so that was our thing. We'd go on LimeWire. We just type in hockey fights, and uh, we downloaded one. the The title was Di uh, Ty Domi versus Bob Probert, and we're like, sick. Let's fucking watch that. Download it. Sitting there eating KD, waiting for it to download. You know, like life's good, no responsibilities. And then we turn it on, and it is not a hockey fight. It is just a naked woman, just like it was weird. Like it's the first time I'd ever seen like like a full naked woman, but like it wasn't porn. Like she wasn't like having sex. She was just like oh, 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 oh. like just like naked, like swaying back and forth. And like there was like a one minute video, and then there was just like silence. And then I was just like, do you want to watch that again? And he's like, yeah, yeah. I do. And did. And I'm like, it's so funny how I like discovered porn accidentally. Totally innocent. It's a very, very innocent. That's a very innocent way to see a, uh, a woman naked for the first time. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Really like, yeah. Oh my God. Okay, so I was going to say, what was even the question there? Okay. So growing up, your parents were really, really strict. Nobody was talking about it. And um, like you said, you paved the way for your siblings. I get that for sure, as being the older sibling. Um, yeah. Was your household religious? Did that play into like the lack of openness? <laughs> it's funny that you asked that. So me and my brother and my sister, uh, like we all get along. Uh, but like when we were younger, it was kind of like us against each other. You know, like we didn't have a lot in common growing up. But the one time that we united as <laughs> siblings was when it came to the church so 
my uh my grandparents were very religious on my mom's side and they were like they were giving my parents like the gears they're like the kids need to be in church you might be sending the kids to church blah 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 blah. i grew up in metcalf which is a small town it's larger now but it was probably when i was growing up probably less than ten thousand people small town four churches in this town there's a United Church, an Anglican Church, a Catholic Church, and I want to even say Presbyterian. I, don't quote me on that. But my parents would just take us to these different churches. And I'm like, now that like what I didn't understand at the time, but then like you learn about things you're like, no, you got to like pick one and stick to it. Oh, my parents were speed dating different forms of Christianity. Do you understand how insane that is? Because they just wanted to appease grandma and grandpa. Um, so me, my brother, my sister would legit, we formed a bond over that. We, none of us wanted to go to church. We like, I, I believe in like spiritualism. Like I, I Mm. think, uh, religion is, is horrific. And I think it makes people do bad things. We're not going to get into that, but um, (laughs) we literally all banded together and we would act up. We acted up to the point where we'd like leave and we took our groundings. No problem. And then eventually we were just so bad that they stopped bringing us to church. And we literally all like high-fived in the basement and played fucking Super Smash Bros on N64 and life went on. And we didn't have to go to church anymore. That's unreal. Oh, That's probably, I'm going to say that's my favorite brother-sister moment in my life. Was when when in our household, we beat the church. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good way to say it. I love That's that. That's hilarious. But yeah, I don't think religion played a, um, I don't think it played a part in maybe not having like any like sex conversations. Um, I, I just lived in a more, um, I don't want to say sheltered. They they just, you know, they, I don't know. My parents raised us the way that they wanted to. And honestly, like I turned like, I, let's put it this way. I know how to treat a woman because my parents raised me. Right. So there's something, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I know to, I, uh, I believe in the religion of don't be a dick and do to others the way that, you know, so I, like, I guess there's, uh, there's like good points in there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if my parents know, but I totally took a girl's virginity on the hammock in our backyard, like back in Metcalf. Bonnie, I felt I really bad right now. <laughs> I felt really bad too because um, we like went inside and like I guess mosquitoes were just like eating her through like the little holes in the hammock. So I was like, "Fuck that! That's a kind of a shitty way to lose your virginity." Oh my god! Yeah, that's an Uh, awkward, horrible. That's an awkward like space to be fucking on. Yeah, wouldn't it be like I feel like it'd be really unstable and just I was gonna say, buddy, I was like, it is hard to keep your balance. Like you basically gotta like grab both sides and it is very missionary. I feel like like I would have gotten car sick or something. (laughs) Uh yeah, no. Well, you know, back back in the day, it probably didn't last too long, let's be honest, you know. Um, so I probably didn't have to, uh, play my balancing act as long as I maybe tell myself in my head, but like, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. That's fucking great. Um, Jeff. Um, okay. So another question that we have here, uh, and you touched on it briefly earlier, like you, you kind of started the conversation, but 
talk to us about how sex life is different for someone who's in the spotlight. You just like briefly mentioned it, but um, kind of, can you tell us more about that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I can, I'm definitely not delusional to the fact that stand up comedy has helped me have sex with people. That is for sure. Um, uh, it's funny because uh, there are a lot of comics that fuck. Mm-hmm. And that is one of my proudest things. I have never had sex with another comic ever. Oh, shit. And honestly, that probably saved me a lot of headaches in my life. There are so many comics that fuck. Like, I think just like I'm more of a social butterfly. Uh, a lot of comics are like shy weirdos. So like the only time that they're around women is like at open mics or like shows or like, you know, you know what I mean? Um, and don't have like a lot in common. Oh, Hey, you do comedy. I do comedy. Uh, please have sex with me. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, never, never had sex with a comic and I've seen it go really badly where like you're part of a giant comedy community and you break up and you still have to see each other all the time at all these shows. And then you start writing jokes about each other and you're like maliciously digging. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. It's not fun. I see it every time and I'm like, oh, 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 I made a good decision. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But no, uh, being, being in the spotlight sexually has pros and cons if you're single it's great if you're in a relationship it can suck because it doesn't matter how uh secure you are as a person uh you know like every now and again and and honestly some of the biggest fights i've gotten into in relationships is you know um me like talking to girls after shows you know why are you fucking giving them the time of day and it's like what what a lot of people fail to realize is like it's not even an ego thing it's like what we were talking about with matt rice like you have to appreciate the people that enjoy your craft like yeah people are gonna want to come and see you at a show if you go up to the comic guy and he's like get the fuck away from me i have a girlfriend don't talk to me you slut like what do you want me to say to people like it's not like i was like yo when my girl's not looking like slide me your snapchat real quick i'll send you a picture of my dick like no it's (laughs) Thank you so much for coming to the show and paying money to watch me perform so that I can pay my rent and go take this person who's upset that I'm talking to you out for drinks after. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. So be and, and a lot of people will say they'll they'll say, um, uh, you're a performer, you need to date another performer. And I'm going to fucking I'm gonna that's my like my mission in life is to like fight that notion. I'm just gonna find a normal girl mm-hmm. that just isn't going to get upset that I am a performer and just trust that I am faithful to you. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's, there's no sneaky shit, but I like, but I, but I do get it. It is hard to, uh, people think they're down for it. Like I, like I've only been in like three serious relationships in my life and none of them have even hit the two year mark. I'm 34 years old in one week. Mm -hmm. So like part of me, like, it part of me, it weighs on me being like, fuck, is it me? You know, like, do I need to take a step back from what I love to kind of like meet somebody in the middle? Um, and then I was like, no, that, I'm sorry. Like, as long as you're just, as long as you're good to that person, I, I don't think you have to like change. And especially living in Ottawa, which is the give up on your dreams and work for the government capital of the fucking world. Like, no, I'm not, uh, that that's not something that I subscribe to. I will just remain single until I find somebody that loves what I do 
And and actually, you know what? That's not even that's never been the problem in relationships. I've always dated women that are very supportive of what I do, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean they have to like everything that comes with it. You know. Um, so yeah, being uh, being in a in a relationship as a performer it, is very tough. It yeah. is very tough. You, you being single, you not. You definitely need to be in a really secure relationship, like because the same way that like. You know, some of us would be insecure with our partner, like you said, talking to people after the show or getting a bunch of uh, social media attention or girls trying to give you their number after the show, like all those things you'd have to have, like you'd have to be a very trusting relationship and very secure for it to work for everybody comfortably. So, yeah, no, a thousand percent. And like, and sure that does happen, you know, and, but like, to me, it's you're single until you meet somebody that makes you not want to be single. So if you instilled that in me hopefully you're secure enough in yourself to just trust me and yeah there are times where i'm going to be in europe and i'm going to be hanging out with a bunch of random people i met at the show in bratislava and yeah just trust that i'm not gonna fuck olga or whoever the hell is coming on to me that night you know what i mean like uh, i probably could have used a more attract a more attractive name there but that's yeah (laughs) that's just the first name that came to me but that being said as a as a single person, I like performing, especially when I meet people after shows, because uh, like if they're coming up to me and talking to me after the show, that tells me that they're not like horrifically offended at everything that I said, because I do push mm-hmm. the envelope in my act. And to me, I like that because it weeds out people that I like, you know what I mean? Like if I say some fucked up shit on stage and you're still coming up and talking to me after the show, like you are probably fucked up also and we'll get along. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely um, there's definitely that. I'm also starting to think that um, I'm starting to think now that maybe for me personally, I need to be in like a yin and a yang situation, like an opposites attract. Like maybe I need to find like a little like shy librarian. You know what I mean? That and like it's my thing that I go out and do these things, but then I like come home to her. I don't know. I haven't. I'm trying mm-hmm. to tell myself like. I don't know, maybe maybe that's the person that can put up with. Someone that's like a bit of a, more of an extra, because I've always dated very extroverted uh, women for the most part. So maybe I need to maybe look into an introvert. But then that mm-hmm. might not be good because then I want to like go out with like whoever I'm seeing and they're like, no, let's watch Grey's Anatomy again. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't want to do that though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, also though, I love Grey's Anatomy, but that's besides the point. Do you whatever when you're when you're single and performing? Do you fuck your fans? Um, it's so <laughs> weird saying fans. <laughs> like fucking, no one knows who I am. You know what I mean? Um, I I have hooked up with girls after shows. Yes. Um, like yeah, if that's like, it's, I guess that's pretty much a yes or a no question. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, I have. Um. Uh, made sex to girls after shows. <laughs> made love. You made love. You, you love. I make love. Do you like it or do you not like sleeping with people who come to your shows? Okay, I think it's different now. Now that I'm like, now that I like run a business, mm-hmm. which is the primary place that I perform at, because like when I when I opened Laugh Lounge, I was banned by the other two clubs. And there's mm-hmm. not like a lot of really good independent rooms. So the majority of the standup that I do as a performer is on the road. That's why I try and go on the road as much because I don't have to deal with the politics of comedy uh, outside of Ottawa. 
So uh-huh. the majority of the stage time that I do, like outside of like breweries and stuff, which isn't like regular, like 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 say like once or twice a month, I'll do a show outside of like my own spot. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, like now that I'm on like the business side of it, I don't know. I almost feel like it's kind of. I don't know. I want to be that like bar owner that just tries to fuck everybody that comes. Like, you know what? To me, it's almost like a conflict of interest. And um, I don't know, like I've never really been in that position because for the entire time that, um, that laugh lounge has been open, I was in a relationship and now I'm recently single. So like, I'm trying to like, think about how I would navigate that. If it was somebody that I was interested in, I would probably just be like, here's my number. And like, we can go do something like somewhere else, you know? Yeah. Sure. yeah I don't want to, I don't want to like shit where I eat. I just, yeah. Like, I, don't know. I, gotta, I gotta keep it classy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to, like, tell my staff, like, hey, do your tables, but also, like, pour two drinks. We're going to try and fuck this girl. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's, that's not a good look. Yeah. Which is yeah. kind of funny because, like, I'm sitting here in a backwards hat and a sex, drugs, and lobster roll shirt. And it's so funny. Everybody would be like, yeah, okay, buddy. Like, you know, <laughs> I, despite my douchey appearance, I do have a lot of substance. Okay. <laughs> Listening? People in Germany and Australia? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. God, hilarious yeah oh yeah nick birdie is a low-key official teddy bear oh teddy bear teddy and tunnel buddy <laughs> <laughs> there you go Fucking hell. Oh my God. Not a um, here, i like this next question honestly uh-huh. i'm surprised that there's not more like sex podcasts you know Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I I don't listen to podcasts. I I I go on podcasts, but I don't like mm-hmm. listen. But I feel like I don't know. It's probably because I'm just in the comedy world. Like, and, mm-hmm. and like people ask me all the time. They're like, "Do you want to start a podcast? Like, why don't you start a podcast?" I'm like, "Because people already listen to enough of me on stage." Now I'm gonna be like, "Hey, thanks for supporting me all these years." Now here's my hot takes in everyday life. No, mm-hmm. that's not happening. Yeah, happy yeah. to be on podcasts. Never, never. Uh, I don't think I w- I would run one. Yeah. No, and so salute, I, salute to you too, because you give me something to talk about. I appreciate that. Yes. I, I think that I agree. There isn't a lot of like sex podcasts and even the ones that there are like the reason why Stella and I are like, whatever, successful in this is that we are grossly honest about everything and yeah. we're saying what people don't say. And you busting a nut in your sweatpants in your parents car is the exact level of content yeah Yeah. like i've like i've recorded episodes and drove home and been like i I just blacked out like i don't even what the why the fuck did i just say that on on this podcast that everyone's gonna know about me and i've run into friends being like i know way too much about you and i'm like yeah you do <laughs> that's what people love people feel connected yeah. and comfortable and then we get dms from people literally around the world that are like oh my god it's just so relatable and us and then of course we're gay which makes it a little like more niche but a lot of our listeners are yeah. straight women too so mm-hmm. yeah well we have been honest on this episode and honestly <laughs> i can't wait I'm I'm trying to think of who the first person will be. I can't wait for like a week from now. I get a message on Instagram, be like, "Yeah, I heard you busted a fat load when you were 14." Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'm excited. We get like yeah. tons of messages like that all the time. They're like, "You did that," and I'm like, "Yep, don't want to talk about it. Talk about it on the podcast. That's it." But so okay, so my like 
current partner and I were discussing uh, Christmas and um, meeting each other's families like in uh, like next week or whatever. And I was saying like, we were talking about tattoos and I'm like, oh, like, how do your parents feel about tattoos? Like I have tattoos that they would see like, well, while we're kind of discussing that. And then she was like, yeah, it's not your tattoos. I'd be concerned about it be the podcast. And when I thought about that, I'm like, if her mother listened to this podcast, like she would, she would have to hate me because like my parents don't know I do this podcast and it's not that I keep it from them as much as much as it's just like they don't need to hear about me getting choked and people spitting in my mouth like that isn't relevant to my parents so if my partner's parents or siblings found this and I have a last name that is not common if they search me up it will come up like right you know what I mean like that's where I'm like oh fuck like that is where that's the only time where I'm like how honest was too honest you know uh, yeah that's fun oh you might and you and you've never met like her parents before no this is like a new relationship oh okay oh you could be treading some hot water okay now, i can't wait to hear like how how this all pans out you know what i mean uh, well i mean i don't know like i would i mean this is like the glass half full in me like i mean as long as their daughter is happy like it doesn't really matter what yeah. you know you do well, mean, hopefully they don't yeah, it's look- probably it's probably it's, it probably wouldn't be fun for them to hear the episode where you talked about your butt plug or you know what <laughs> i mean like yeah, yeah like oh man i have to know how this pans out like <laughs> yeah this is You're i'll keep you updated nick i'll keep you updated yeah. it's I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that they're gonna listen to it like and then um my partner was like yeah if if my mom listened to it she would probably just say like in passing like oh uh heard sarah has a podcast and like not say anything else and just leave it at that but i can't imagine sitting at the dinner table with a woman looking at me who knows as much as i have said here yeah that you and about that her you, daughter too. imagine imagine this girl's mom knowing sarah likes golden showers oh, <laughs> oh we're just putting that out yeah you just throw her under the bus eh? just in case that they just jump on yeah oh wow you're choosing violence today so i like it yeah you know the thing is is that my parents know about the podcast they just i i tell them not to listen to it because they probably don't need to know all these things about me but they're very supportive about it and they're all and they think it's great my parents are super close so they don't give a fuck at all and uh the one thing i'm worried about is that my day job i work at a school and i've had some of my students pop up on my social media and then follow the account and I've had to instantly block them and like I sometimes I didn't even know for like days and weeks that they've been following and I'm like oh god for the love of god like I would lose my job instantly right so like, hey, right. to me that, I don't know man that's kind of shitty that like so, like you can have a job that just prevents you from having like a like a a, a hobby that you enjoy. Why? Because mm-hmm. it's honest. Because it's like you being real about yourself. Like, yeah, that's that's unfortunate, honestly. And I hate that that's like the world that we live in. Because that's uh, yeah. Like I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, there's like like even if you were just like edu- like I know you've had Natalia on the on the yeah. podcast, who's like a, a sex educator that literally is like trying to get people to like explore their sexuality and not be like um 
like uh, embarrassed or like shy to talk about, you know what I mean? Like th these are mm -hmm. positive, good things. And then your work is like, um, we heard you talking about practicing safe sex and being open about your kinks. And we don't like that at Drumheller and Weinstein and Associates. We're going to put you on unpaid leave. Like, yeah, that's crazy to me, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty wild. So uh, at the end of the day, people are like, oh, why don't you just put your account on private? And I'm like, I can't. I can't put mm -hmm. my account on private because then it's not going to grow at all. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. it needs to be public and then it'll grow, right? And at that point, then it is what it is. And the time will come when I have to speak about it to my superiors. Well, that's scary. I'll be there. I'll be there as your associate. I'll be like, <laughs> my client would like to say that... We don't fucking care about your opinion. No, edit that. Out. <laughs> edit that you'd you'd have to wear that shirt. You'd have you have to wear that shirt. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm from the uh, University of Let It Roll, dude. Like, just <laughs> roll. One with the flow here. Okay, okay. I've got more questions about sex specifically. Yeah, so let me let's get down and let's get down and dirty now. This is down and dirty. In in Cell and I have a shared note where we add yeah. like what we're going to talk about, and then the next point is Sarah takes over to be nasty. That's where <laughs> we're at now. So I'm just letting you guys know that's what I'm doing now. Um, yeah, let's question, be nasty. Yeah. Okay. Question number one: What is your favorite sex position and why? Um, I don't have one. As someone who enjoys variety. I I wouldn't say that I, that I have one in particular that I like, you know. Okay. Like, if, do I do I want do is this going to be a prolonged like sweaty nasty experience? Are we out in public and I just want to like quickie in the bathroom? Are you know what I mean? Like, there's there's a lot of variables to that. And as someone who truly believes that variety is the spice of life, I do not have one because it depends on my mood and depends on what her mood is. You know, like yeah, okay. Okay, let me let me paint a scenario. So you're in Timmins. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, good start. I like, I like where this is going. You're in Timmins and you're at the Dante Club and mm -hmm. the show is over and yeah. Shania it was, is there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shania Twain is there. No, everyone else is gone. The doors are locked. Um, it's just you and her. What? Uh, uh, okay. Um, I'm really glad you can't put my boner underneath the table right now. Like, why, are you, why are you gonna steam me up like this? All right, so I'm in Timmins. I'm at the Dante Club. Doors are locked. It's just me and her. And now yeah. you're asking me like, what position am I taking her in? Yeah. Body, I'd let her boss me around. Are you kidding? Whatever she wants, she is getting. I'd probably have to prove my worth. Or I'm going down on her for like fucking thirty minutes. I will eat her pussy like a fucking pudding cup. Oh my Atlanta. Dude, you don't understand. Like, if that were <laughs> on the table, there's like nothing off the table. Let's put it that way. Like, yeah. 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 I would oh. be like, bend over and bark like a dog. You'd be like, howling. <laughs> yeah. I'd give her the husky. Like, you know how, like, dramatic huskies are like yeah and also we're up north and like there's probably more huskies so that would be like you know maybe like um a familiar noise to her 
Oh my God. Even, even, even if she wanted me to do something that I wasn't necessarily like comfortable with, I'd probably still do it because of would Shania. You, would you let Shania Twain peg you? I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> hey, like, okay, I would try and compromise and be like, can you not just like put a couple fingers in there and like just be done with it? You know what I mean? I think I'm just going to, I'm going to count on my pussy eating ability that she would just want it after. And right. then and maybe mm -hmm. she's like, yeah, you've wanted this your whole life. How bad do you want it? And then puts on like a fucking six foot dildo. Like that would scare me. I, yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm being perfectly honest. That would be that would be scary. A girl asked asked if she could pay me one time. I declined. That's just me. But then I was having I was having this discussion with somebody because like they were like, um, do like if a girl says fuck me in the ass, are you doing it? I'm like, absolutely. But then they're like, well, if you're okay with fucking a girl in the ass, what would you let? I'm like, okay, like, why is it okay? Not everything in sex needs to be fucking eye for an eye. This isn't the Ten Commandments, okay? Like it's whatever, whatever you want, it's up to me to decide if i want to do that for you and then it's whatever i want and you decide if like you're okay with it mm -hmm. yeah, okay I'd, I'd let shania put the tip the strap on it perfect me. okay that's all i needed that's what i needed that's it yeah okay okay and that is and to me that's like paying the cover charge to fuck her and to me that's worth it yeah yes yes yeah well spent a well spent cover charge um, okay. Next question. Um, tell, okay. So a lot of our listeners are straight women. Um, yeah. I would like to know from a straight man's perspective, how do you give, not you, how do you, how does someone give the perfect blowjob? Great question. <laughs> um, I... Well, like, obviously, I think anybody would be like, uh, don't use teeth. That would yeah. be great. That's bare minimum. Um, the per to me, okay, so, like, it's funny because uh, I talk about how I don't watch comedy on TV, but I did catch a little bit of uh, Nikki Glazer's uh, special where she talks about how she doesn't like giving blowjobs because a guy, when she was younger... Uh, said she wasn't good at it and now it's like scarred her her whole life and now she like doesn't do it i feel like that actually happens and that's like common with women is where like mm -hmm. they, they don't want to give head because they uh are scared that like people are like or that the guy's not going to like it or the, you know what i mean um but that's not the question the question is what is to me it's the extracurriculars um mm -hmm. like Girls can suck dick good, but, like, are you going to play with the balls? And to me, actually, okay, this is number one, body. Eye contact. Look me in the fucking eyes. That's, mm. like, I'm busting nuts if you're giving me eye contact, okay? Like, for sure. Yeah. Does it not look, is it, it not a weird too. look, though? Is it a weird angle? Is it ugly? No. Okay. Just checking. No, make eye contact. Don't ignore the balls. Honestly, less is more. Keep it simple. You are like girls know what they're doing for the most part, you know. And this is one thing that I'll say too: like it is very hard to give a bad blowjob, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like your dick is in a mouse. That is awesome, you know. Like mm -hmm. unless you are treating my horn like a fucking cheese grater, I don't think you can do that bad. 
So yeah. when I say um, the the perfect blowjob, yeah. If you're just going to uh, do work to completion, give me the eye contact, suck on the ball a little bit, and then, you know, maybe like squeeze out the the rest after I'm done. Just that little extra, mm-hmm. a little extra effort. You know what I mean? Hey, listen, you're asking and I'm telling, okay? I know. Like, I, know. See the, I see the eye roll and I'm like, these are your questions. I know. <laughs> it's because it's because I used to like giving head when I was dating men and now oh, I like it. I ever. All right. Um, okay. Oh. Okay. Oh my goodness. But now it, I, I don't like it. I don't like the, well, I don't like, I don't do it, but I don't like the idea of it anymore. Sarah, um, when I was mad, Sarah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah used to like voluntarily tell people that she loved to suck dick. <laughs> Because that's what every guy wants to hear. Are you? Why, why wouldn't you say that? I'm she was like, "Oh yeah, like I love sucking dick," and and Sarah like fucked, and I used to be like, oh, "Who is this girl?" Sarah fucked. She said, "Yeah, not even now." now. Is for the boys. Yeah, no, Sarah was for the boys. I like that. So, oh yeah. Stell, my CSP, she's going to listen to this. That stands for, okay, that's our term for current sexual partner, CSP. CSP? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I might take that home with me if that's okay. You can. And now my partner's mother is going to hear that I'm for the boys. Like, great. (laughs) The boys, dude. Yeah. No, that's funny. CSP. CSP. Yeah, no, I like that. That's a lot nicer than referring to someone as like, your slam piece so like that's a lot more politically correct you know what i mean yeah Yeah. okay okay so that was a good answer the final thought on the the final thought on the blowjob was disturbing to me but was a good answer and our uh female listeners who are sucking dick will appreciate your um feedback and advice so thank you for that no problem yeah, you didn't get our wires crossed though. I just meant like you know, like just just like the little stuff that comes out after. You know what I mean? Okay. Just I thought you were. I thought maybe you thought something different, and I'm like, wait, is that why she rolled her eyes? Okay, never mind. We're no, good. I just I'm really, really, really uncomfortable with the idea of male ejaculation. Now it makes me feel really like sick. <laughs> well, you don't have to worry about that. So you know, you are in the clear. I don't. Oh, you know what's God. good? You know what's great? Right. Eating pussy. Can I get an amen? Amen. You can get the biggest amen. You can honestly. And Kate, and this is, this is like when I talk with like my like male friend or whatever, like I have a lot of female friends, but also like when I like, when, when like the sex conversation comes up with like the boys, it is actually crazy how many guys don't eat pussy. I what know. is that mental what is right. mental to me what is that why? why is that happening i have no idea and that is probably why why you know people have like very vanilla sex lives like mm-hmm. man let's put it this way if i i know there's probably not a lot of guys that would be down with this like if Say I like meet somebody and we start like flirting, maybe like texting, whatever. If she was like, come to my house right now 
you, I'm not having sex with you, but you can eat my pussy, a thousand percent I'm doing it. I'm there. One thousand percent. Absolutely. Well, I feel like there'd be a lot of dudes who'd be like, well, no, I wish you suck my dick, fucking, let me hit it from the back. Oh, oh my God. Fucking chug a beer you know what i mean like i don't know i think it's uh i think maybe i, I think like i mean like I feel like men now are starting to be like a little bit more like in touch with their feelings like we're i don't think there's uh i'm not saying that it's leaving i'm just saying there's maybe not as much like toxic masculinity there definitely still is i see it every day and i laugh yeah. every time i see it but uh i don't know man i think i, I think you need as many tools in your tool belt as possible but also, like, I feel like women are a lot more educated about sex than men are. I feel like a lot mm. of men don't realize that a lot of girls don't come from just penetration. Mm. And they probably, yeah. like, you know, you've seen the, they're like, oh, yeah, my fucking giant cock, she's begging for it. Like, you know what I mean? But, like, how are yeah. you going to, like, are you going to walk around with that kind of a fucking delusional ego and, like, not be eating pussy? Fucking eat pussy. Yeah. Well, the, the there's also this idea that men, like, make out with a girl for five minutes and they think that that's like good foreplay and it's time to just fucking rail her <laughs> yeah, there, yeah 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 there yeah yeah there definitely definitely is yeah like i uh oh man yeah it's 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 pretty wild mm -hmm. i have uh i have zero issues with um a lot of foreplay but honestly it depends on like the situation like because truthfully relationship sex and like single sex are two like vastly different things mm -hmm. and i do think that they are like pretty different you know what i mean like mm -hmm. you, you like when you're in a relationship you're like okay like it, it it's there i am mm -hmm. allowed it is there whereas like when you're single i feel like you unless you got like a nice friends with bennies situation mm -hmm. going on you know like a little slam piece little little csp going on uh i feel like you, uh you you constantly um or not necessarily like putting pressure on yourself but like buddy you want to perform because if you don't perform they're going to get it somewhere else it is not hard it is a lot easier for women to get laid than dudes you know what i mean both of you and like and that's another thing that i found too oh i didn't realize how horny gay people are Gays and lesbians are the horniest people. I think I'm a pretty fucking horny person, but when I have conversations with my gay and lesbians friends, I'm like, oh my god, like drink a glass of water, settle down. Like, crazy how horny you guys are. <laughs> I, like, I'm not even like honestly, I'm impressed. I'm it's impressed actually it's, it's it's real. It's literally it's real. 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 Like I'll I'll be texting like my current, like my CSP and CSP. <laughs> yeah. I'll literally be like, yeah, it's like three o'clock and I'm really fucking horny right now. And they're like, you're literally just hanging out at home. I'm like, yep. <laughs> I just finished an episode of Squid Games and I could bust a fucking nut right now. <laughs> Get over here and eat my pussy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? And so this is the thing. So like, um, I was just actually like, they came to see me at the bar yesterday. And before we were driving around and I was like, and they were like, oh, okay, we haven't seen each other in a while. And they're like, well, I'm pretty horny. And I was like, me too. And then I was like, I cannot wait to fucking eat you for breakfast, lunch, and fucking dinner. And they, like, eh. and they were like, and they were like, not until your mouth heals because I just got my fucking wisdom tooth out. And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, you have an open wound in your mouth. And I was like, 
okay, good point. <laughs> and they're like, you're not putting your mouth on me until that heals. And I was like, that's fucking rude. Do you hate me? But like, I understand, but also like, that's me. <laughs> I, yeah, I that's, I, I, no, go ahead. Um, I thought you were going to say that she was on her period, but I, no, okay. Please. When I dated men, I thought if I'm on my period, you're not eating me out. And now that I date women and I have a better idea of like what's going on and like the logistics of it all, you can absolutely give a girl head when she's on her period. Oh, for sure. Uh, I mean, it's not like ideal, but like it's definitely in the realm of possibility. No, you yeah. look like one of those, like after you're done, you look like one of those children who just like one of those sticky apple juice kids with like Ew, jelly remember. over their face. But it's like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, so here's the thing. I'm not getting rid of this beard, so like it it gets messy for me. You know what I mean? Okay, but that, sell you. Wait, no, I was not okay. I wouldn't. I I've never. If there's blood, I in my mouth. Okay, well, how I sometimes that happens. Okay, well, how I would do it <laughs> if my CSP would let me, which she currently doesn't, and she's going to listen to this, and then she's going. Uh, to- I like this. This is like you. You're just like subtly bringing up things that like you know. They like. Oh, I heard you talking about that. They're like, well, what are your thoughts? I like that. <laughs> you slide that into the podcast. You put it out in the world, and you just see if if the carrier pigeon gets to where it needs to be. You know, if it yeah. floats. If it floats. Okay. Well, if you okay. If I'm on my period and I shower, put a tampon in, and I get head that is clit focused, mm-hmm. we're we're winning. Yeah. We're living. Oh, the only problem is that you you get wet. Like uh, if you have a tampon in, but you're turned on, and you're getting wet. Sometimes that's kind of weird. Like it's like because you're wet where the tamp. Do you know what I mean? Like and there's blood, yeah, and then, yeah. but it makes it uncomfortable because you're wet and the wetness is coming out, but the blood isn't coming out. It's kind of a weird thing, but. Anyways, so if um, my CSP wants to let me let me eat her out on her period, if we could all just band together and convince her to let me, um, that would be great. Thank you. That's so dope. I said I before, it. not only for the boys, for the girls as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Okay, so my only thing with that is I feel like that's like a comfort thing. And to me, like, I don't think... I would do that unless I was in a relationship. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Like if I'm if I'm like single and I'm like seeing somebody, I'd be like, hey, like this isn't gonna last forever. Like I'll see you when I see you type thing. But like, yeah, if you're in a relationship and it's like, man, who I am with, please me now. I'm like, yes, mama. And I'm like diving in there face first. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say that that's a relationship thing. Mama. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Or if it was Shania Twain at the Dante Club and the doors were locked, then maybe. Bonnie told you, Shania can get whatever she wants. (laughs) Whatever she wants. (laughs) Oh God. Okay. Okay. I've got I've got a couple more. Um what's the worst or most overrated sex position? Uh, These are actually tough questions to answer because to me, I think it depends on the girl because like, mm. my, my heart wants to tell me that on average, um, like, like cowgirl, like just like mm. when, when like she's on top, I would say, because, that, because maybe like the average girl doesn't necessarily know how to like groove in that position. So like, if I had to choose, I would probably say, uh, that, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Like, yeah, it depends on the girl, man. Cause like some people are better at, 
Because that's the thing. Like, you know, like if you've got like an absolute dump truck of an ass, I want to hit it from the back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, like that's the thing. I, that's tough to answer if if you're just generalizing. Like, I think it's, uh, I think that is a um, situation specific sort mm-hmm. of uh, answer. Mm-hmm. I like how you, you, you're like that though. I like how you're not just like, I like how you're like, well, it actually depends on like mm-hmm. who and who the women are and stuff like that. That's pretty, that's a very open-minded. No, but I, I, I truthfully think like that is like, that is the key to having like a, a good, like sexual relationship with somebody is understand like you can't fuck people the same way you fucked your last partner. Like everybody is different. Some people are not going to, you know, some people, uh, just like, like you said, like some people needed a little bit more like gentler, you know, mm-hmm. fucking whisper things in your ear and fucking, you know, like softly kiss your neck. And some girls, like you said, yeah, like spit in my mouth, call me a whore, fucking plug my nose when you're fucking, when I'm sucking your dick, fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's treat, me, treat me like I'm worthless, you know, like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's very, it's very different. But I like that. Isn't that a beautiful thing? The variety yeah. uh, from person to person. What about what about reverse cowgirl? What are your thoughts on that position? I just yeah, always I found it. that it it's not the the entrance and the position of like a woman's body. I just never felt like it was it it felt incompatible when I was doing so. It. I'm going to overshare again. Uh, I actually resonate with reverse cowgirl because I have a curve. Uh, yeah. so reverse cowgirl is is perfectly fine. Because okay, if it's so that works for you, like cow, cowgirl, depending cowgirl, d- can actually like hurt me sometimes, but not reverse cowgirl. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, Okay. Now we know. Now I'm starting to think. I'm like, fuck. Who is going to listen to this podcast? Like, <laughs> yeah. Now everyone knows. Nick Brennan's dick is curved. <laughs> yeah. as my as my buddy, uh, my buddy Brett, uh, Brett Forte, comedian in Calgary. He we we somehow this conversation got brought up, and he came up with like all these. He's like. Oh yeah, you got the fucking. Uh, he's like, yeah, you got the the Aladdin slipper. He's like, you got the you got the day old pizza. And I'm like, how do you come up with these? These are so brilliant. Like, yeah, that's so good, Aladdin slipper. That's Aladdin, so Aladdin slipper is ten out of ten. Like, that's so funny. Yeah. Oh my. That's god. hilarious. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, um, geez. I've got two more questions. Yeah. Tell us about your worst or funniest sexual experience. Oh, whatever sucky. comes to mind first. Ah, oh. worst. Ah. Yeah, cool. I could probably answer both. To be honest, I probably have like a worst and a funniest, so I can give you a okay. a two a two part answer. The worst, uh, I went home with somebody, and um, oh no, there's that one too. Okay, that's the thing. I'm gonna answer it, and then I'm gonna think of something even worse. Okay, so it's it's a tie. There was. There was one where I went home with a girl and honestly, I didn't realize like she was just like too drunk. And I was like, it just, it made, I felt uncomfortable. I'm like, 
I don't want you to like, like to me, like, yes, this is consensual, but like, I don't want you to like wake up and then be like, what the fuck? Like, you know, like I'm not down on that. I don't, I don't need that sort of shit in my life. So I was just like, okay, like, and I, I made the mistake of being like, I think you're too drunk. She's like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, fucking give it to me. And I'm like, ah, like, like, listen, like, I'm just going to go. And she chased me over. She threw a fucking coffee mug at me that, like, missed my head by, like, a foot. And then, like, her roommate, like, came over. She's like, what the fuck is going on? She's like, this fucking piece of shit won't fuck me. And I'm like, please let me leave. Like, it was, it was scary. And she was like a little, she was like a little, like, like a petite, like, woman. And I was like, you are so scary. I feel like you're oh seven feet tall right now. Yeah, that was, that was aggressive. I, I, I could have done without that. Um, <laughs> and then, and then the fucking worst part too, this is what fucking women do sometime. I, I found out that I had a mutual friend and, uh. It, like the, it came up that she like hooked up with like this community. He's like, yeah, he was such a piece of shit. He couldn't get his dick hard. So I kicked him out of my house. And I'm like, oh, 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 only that were true. Anyways. Um, but no, I actually now I can cut. No, this is probably the worst one. It's, to me, it's the worst because of how amazing it started. And like, that's why it was such a letdown. Um, so this was like several, like this is probably like going on like, let's say like six, seven years ago. Um, fuck! I literally just thought of another one, Dude, bro. I, I was single for a very long time. Like I had horrific experiences with women. Some of them are like really funny in hindsight, but I'm like, ugh, as if the things that will do for pussy are just embarrassing. Like you know what I mean? Okay. Um, performed at a show. Uh, got a DM from someone being like, "Hey, I was at your show. I thought you were really funny. I was wondering, could I take you out for a drink?" And I was yeah let's go so go out for drinks go out it was actually at the brig funny enough went out for like oh, uh, some 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 drinks and uh and then she's like do you want to come back to my house i'm like hey everything all the 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 dominoes are falling this is going well and mm-hmm. then like we we uh go to her house but i did it wasn't like her house like i walked like she she was uh she was asian and I walk in and there's like this white family with like a East Indian like dog. And I'm like, I was like trying to, I'm like, what's the dynamic here? Like, are you, are, are you like adopted? But like, apparently she was like a student that was like living upstairs and like this family was dead and they were fucking weird, dude. Oh. This little like East Indian, uh, like adopted daughter there. She's like, ask me how to spell any word. And I'm just like, I'm just here to fuck the girl that lives in your roof like I, I what's going on here <laughs> anyways so we go up to her room and like everything's fine we had like completely normal fun good sex and i'm like okay the family dynamic downstairs that was weird we can get past this that's good yeah. and then after we finish she's like do you want a massage and i'm like bro this girl is 11 out of 10 right now like you are yeah. this is like first time like i'm getting like boyfriend girlfriend treatment on what i thought was just going to be like a one night stand i'm like this is amazing so she starts massaging me and then she's like now i want to tell you what i'm really into and i'm like okay i feel like <laughs> like if someone was narrating this it'd be like this was the point of no return like you know like so, so she prefaces it by saying she's like listen i don't want to say i'm a necrophiliac and i'm like buddy how do you come back from that and i'm like okay and then she was like i i, I don't want to say i'm a necrophiliac but it really turns me on when guys pretend they're dead and i'm like okay not trying to kink shame everybody has their own fucking thing you know um and then 
uh, I was like, hey, and I guess she uh, could kind of like sense that I was like, I don't know, like where you want me to like, she's like, like you just lie there and I kiss you, but you don't kiss back. Like, she was like very intense about it. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, okay, well like, yeah, like I guess we can like do, I was like, I don't know. I, like I was panicking in my head. And then, you know, when you like, you know, when you call a dog's name and they do like the head tilt, Oh, she, she literally looked at me and she was like will you call me again and i was like oh my god i'm gonna get turned into a lampshade so i literally just like called an uber and i like ran past the family with the spelling bee daughter and uh no we like uh we uh i told that like classic lie that gets you out of uncomfortable situations and i hate uh i hate not being truthful but i i believe in a situation like that a little white lie just to not hurt someone's feelings is probably uh best uh when they like messaged me next i was just like oh man like um i was uh uh i started seeing somebody and and it's not serious yet but i just want to like see where it goes and i don't want to see anybody else just to like <laughs> pursue that avenue because then you like look classy but you also like kind of absolve yourself of having to like entertain uh, them messaging you again. See, um, my my go to is always texting Sarah to call me. <laughs> yeah, to get out of a situation. Yeah, Sarah yeah, just always right, calls right. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I don't want to put that on like anybody. And also, I feel like I couldn't pull that off. I like I don't know. I I feel like my friends wouldn't be able to successfully uh like fucking extract me from that situation. You know. Uh, and then I and then I just thought of another one because it it. it Oh, this one really bugged me. It's mm -hmm. also like kind of a funny story too. Um, okay, so my go-to like uh, date when I was like single, like on like the Bumble and the Tinder Express, like just an absolute piece of shit, straight, young, alcoholic loser. <laughs> um, it would be go to Dow's Lake and rent a pedal boat and then like go pedal boating and like just like have a couple of drinks because it's like different than like yo do you want to like go to this bar and get shit face like you know i i found that like i find women are kind of like annoyed at that mm -hmm. uh, can we can we girls like activities gotta take girls on activities girls like activities so we go um pedal boating and this woman was like very adamant that we weren't going to sleep together and i was like yeah that's fine like i just met you you know and she's like i'm not a slut and i'm like sounds like something a slut would say but okay I'm not a judge <laughs> so yeah and like we're going like pedal boating and like everything is like all fine and somehow the topic of blowjobs came up and i was just mm -hmm. like oh cool well like whatever if and when it happens like i'm and she's like what you don't think i could do a good job and i'm like i did not say that at all and then she's like, I'll fucking prove it to you right now. And I'm like, okay, miss, I'm not having sex with you. Fuck, sure, whatever. And at this point, I didn't care because I'd already had like a couple drinks. And she like pulled my pants down and then looked around. Bro, it is like a Saturday in the middle of Dallas Lake. There's like families on kayaks. Like, you know, you're, wait, wait, you're, like, you're, you you're on the pedal boat right now. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And then, so like, and then she's like looking around. She's like, do you think anybody can see me? And I'm like, nah. Nah. So then she just yeah. starts going to town and I'm like in I'm like, this is a great moment. This is also hilarious because that's such a lie because imagine you're just like on like a like a like a, a wholesome like family outing. You got like your your tuna sandwiches and you're on the kayak, you're like, oh look at the geese and look at oh, look, 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 look. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
for sure we were on display. Do you know what I mean? Oh, anyway, so we one. we finish and we finish our pedal boating and we go back to my place, have a couple of drinks, have sex, whatever. I woke up and um and she was gone. And I was like, fuck, thank God. But there was a text from her being like, Hey, I had to leave. I couldn't find my top. Uh, so I, I just took your uh, your Arsenal jersey. I'm like a huge Arsenal fan. Bitch, do not touch my fucking jersey. And to me, I knew I knew the calculated move in that because it's like, I, I woke up. Your top was right there. You found your top. You left a memento so that you could come back. And you took my jersey. So now I like have to see you again, right? So then I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And then I ended up going on tour like right after. So I wasn't in town. So I didn't message this person. I'm not in town. So like, like, what do you want from me? I get home and a couple days go by and I'm not even lying at like 6 p.m. on like a Wednesday. I get a novel of a text message. And if I'm getting a novel, I'm assuming that is a booze infused text. Yeah. It's like the middle of the week, like not even at night. And it's like, you are the biggest piece of shit I've ever met. Uh, you, um, you're a misogynist, and you don't know how to treat women. I can't believe you wouldn't call me back. And, and you're the reason I'm gonna become a lesbian. I'm like, okay, like for not texting you for like two weeks. Like, let's pump the brakes a little bit. I didn't realize that she had this. She, she's like, I, uh, I threw out your weed pen. She took one of my weed pens. She's like, I threw out your weed pen and I gave your jersey to a homeless man. And I was like, oh my God. And you want to know what the craziest part about it is I saw the homeless guy with my jersey on. And I had, and like, now I'm having this mental struggle where I'm like, well, fuck, obviously I got to buy it off him. But then I'm like, I don't know what this guy's done since he's gotten my jersey. So then my, I just let him fucking have it. And I'm like, fuck. And I just lost a fucking sick limited edition Thierry Henry. I know this doesn't matter to any, but it matters to me. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Wow. So that was, that was the worst because of like how I, to me, I did nothing wrong. And then I'm just getting oh punished for this. That's Anyways. like, that's severe. Yeah. That yeah. is severe. Anyways. Jesus so yeah, that's, I, I think that's a good mix of worst and funny. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Incredible. Oh my God. Yeah, that was a lot wow. a lot of good stories on this episode for sure. Yeah. I, I've I've got stories and I'm not afraid to tell them. I probably should talk about them on stage more, but I don't want like someone coming up to me after a show and like punching me in the face, be like, that's my girlfriend. And I'm like, oh okay, yeah. well. Yeah. Your girlfriend was uh not a ray of sunshine six years ago. Let me tell you that. Good thing. <laughs> Hopefully she's grown. Yeah. Anyways, next question. That's kind of that's kind of all my questions. That's hilarious. Um, I guess like the next main question is like to kind of end out end off our episode here is like what's next for you? Like what do you think is next for you, Nick? Like outside of sex, um, just yeah. in the bigger picture. Oh, outside outside of sex. Um <laughs> uh definitely uh uh, adding adding some really awesome programming to Laugh Lounge uh, for 2024. We definitely want to branch outside of comedy. Um, we've we've started adding uh, a lot of different things. Um, uh, obviously, Natalia, who you've had on uh, mm -hmm. the show before, she does her Kinks and Coffee uh, sex positive comedy special. So there'll be lots of those in the new year, uh, as well as the dating events uh, that she does. Mm -hmm. 
um we we now have like you know like a lot of like late night stuff like we have uh like uh adult magic karaoke uh burlesque uh roast battles so there's gonna be like lots of those extra uh uh extra uh different programming that's gonna be coming to the club we have sick headliners coming um so yeah i guess this is just like my shameless plug we're open thursday friday saturday sunday follow us on instagram last lounge ottawa um lots of fun stuff coming all the time uh but for me personally um i mentioned earlier that i just got my new 10-year passport it's literally just about uh conquering the world i i'm planning to be planning to do uh my full canadian tour um in uh march um, and then uh, end of March, early April, I will return to Europe. Um, and then it's just about digging the roots in to start to break into the South American and uh, Asian markets. So that nice. that would be that would, that that is both a short and a long term goal is basically to uh, to just use comedy to help me uh, frolic all over the globe. There you go, amazing. Have you, ever um, done, have you ever done Australia or New Zealand? So Australia and New Zealand is on the list. I haven't been. I, ha I have some friends who have been that uh, uh, are going to put me in touch. Uh, it's just like very far to go. It is, it's, like, yeah. it's a commitment. So like if I'm going, like I want to make sure that I can go for like a month. I don't want to, yeah. yeah. you know what I mean? So stuff like that, like people don't realize like planning a tour is very meticulous. If Like planning it to the point where like you don't want that many days off. Like it... it this is like my, this is one of the harder things for me when I travel because to make a tour like uh, as good as possible, you want to be constantly on the move and constantly going to different places and doing different shows, but you're also going to places that you've never been to before. So you want to explore those places. So that's like the double-edged sword where I, I kind of, I like, you know, having like a nice smooth flow, but I also feel like sometimes I miss out because I've gone to like really fun cities where like I literally... So I have a friend that lives in Vienna and I stay in Vienna when I go to Europe because they have like this amazing rail system. Like they're connected to so many different countries. So you literally just wake up in Vienna, you get on the first train to whatever country you're going to. But a lot of that is a travel day. So by the time you get there, you're either checking into your accommodation and then you got like a couple hours before you have to go to the show. And then you're trying to make the last train back to Vienna so mm -hmm. I, I feel like sometimes I don't get to like explore the place as much as I want. So I always go a little bit earlier and then leave a couple days later. Because um, yeah. usually when I go to Europe, I fly into, into London, which is where Arsenal plays. So I try and see an Arsenal game to, as like a treat to myself before I do the tour. And then mm -hmm. wherever the tour ends, if it's a place I've never been to before, I like to give myself like a couple days just to, uh, to frolic and, you know, try and like link up with some locals and kind of just like live how they live. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's amazing. Love, okay, that's cool. love yeah. to see it. I cannot wait to see all the pros progress you do, and we'll, I'll definitely be here on the sidelines cheering you. Um, we appreciate it, and thank yeah. you for uh, giving me an outlet to uh, talk about all of my all my bullshit today. You know, <laughs> um, we were going we were going to talk about um, a giveaway though for yes. uh so for your listeners let's, let's hear from that like what nick take the role on this okay so i know that uh the people that are listening that are in australia and new zealand and, and abroad <laughs> will not be able to benefit from this but if you are a listener um in ottawa or like willing to come to ottawa um we yeah. have a couple shows before christmas that we're doing uh giveaways for 
um, that are after when this episode airs. So if you are in Ottawa and uh, we are giving the podcast um, 20 free tickets for the first 20 listeners that want to come. So the two shows are Sunday, December 17th or Thursday, December 21st. Uh, mm-hmm. um Sorry, yeah, Sunday, December 17th, that is our Pros and Joes, which is like a really fun mix of pro comics and uh, newer comics. Hopefully one day will be uh, Stell, who has told me she wants to try comedy, but every time I ask her about it, she's like, no, I don't want to. One day I will fucking bully her into doing it, and it's going to be great. Um, so, yeah, so Pros and Joes on Sunday, uh, December 17th, and we also have uh, our Laugh Lounge Christmas Extravaganza, uh, which is Thursday, December 21st, uh, where we have uh, Paul Thompson and Tamara Siobhan uh, on the show. It's also hosted by myself. That is an awesome show to go to. Uh, we do have a charity element added. Uh, we just ask that you bring, like, a non-perishable food item or uh, some warm clothing to uh, to donate, but uh, you, you guys can all check out uh, those shows at Laugh Lounge free of charge and uh, come have like a nice cocktail with me and uh, we'll tell tall tales and mm-hmm. laugh, laughs will be had. Amazing. <laughs> Thanks so much, Nick, for like giving us that opportunity to be able to give something back to our listeners because we know that that'll just be even a gift on top because a gift is listening to us. But an even better gift is listening to you. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> oh, I like that a lot. That's great. But you've been incredible, man. And uh, I'm super glad we got to get you on the pod. And uh, it was very honest today. I'm like thinking, I'm going to have that blackout moment where I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I did say that, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm so glad we could help, we could get you there and do that for you. <laughs> yeah, oh, maybe people, if anybody's going to take anything from this episode, just just leave it all out there. What do you have? What do you have to lose? You know. All right. Exactly. Well, so, let's, let's also, I know the listeners are mostly women, but for this is just the PSA, guys. Fucking eat pussy. Like, <laughs> get, get amen yourselves. Just fucking eat pussy, and you know what. I'll I'll leave on that. That's probably it. That's a good that's a good exit strategy. Hashtag oh, eat pussy. Hashtag peace out. Hashtag eat pussy. Hashtag peace out. And that's that, guys, for this episode. So thanks for coming. Thanks for coming, guys. Bye. <laughs> thanks for coming. <laughs>